What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cousin Cecil Show. I am your host, Mike Fowler, a.k.a. Cousin Cecil. How are you? How was your week? I'm assuming you uh, had a better week than me. And um, <clears throat> in a way that, uh, just more saying it, uh, it was a rough week for my house. Uh, one of our, uh, well, our oldest dog passed away. And um, it's been a rough one. It was uh, he was uh, 13 years old, and um, he was uh, just having some trouble all week from basically Monday morning for sure Monday morning to Thursday. And this th- Thursday we had made the call. We were hoping and hoping, you know, for like a some kind of turnaround for this dog, but it just never came. Uh, but yeah, just been a little down on that. Of course the dog had a good life. You know what I mean? Just like saying like all that, like thinking about that. Now he's not in no pain or nothing, but I do. It had a little bit in the house. I'm kind of thinking about, you know, if, if the oldest is okay, if, you know, Josh is basically had that dog since he was born that idea that I've known. I've only known the dog for about half. You know what I'm saying? The idea of just thinking about like that. And we have another dog that's uh, like five-ish. And uh, he's he's been handling it. But I was, you know, like that weird feeling of like, man, your dog probably misses, knows about that other dog is gone and has to recollect all that thoughts and stuff. And, uh, it was rough and also like it was my first uh animal that i as an adult or the one with the responsibility had to deal with in the idea of like even making the decision or even like uh yeah making the decision because uh i get dark humor where the damn dog had to think about uh passing away when uh there was like the snow getting or the big snowstorm that affected a lot of uh, the U.S. in spots. So I'm in Michigan, of course. So we're getting like a foot and a half of snow. And then if you want to, well, then I have to bury him. And that's even more farther down. And like just, just funny. So we had to make the call. We actually cremated him. But he's all, it's just all... Been like that it was a crazy moment. A little hard. It's still hard, but the idea that it's been, it was, uh, it's healing in the sense of he's not he's not forgotten, of course, but just as it's the the shock of being him of having the dog gone is kind of gone now. But yeah, but his name was Buddy. Little, uh, not little. It fucking. Like a big old lab mix. But yeah, he was a good dog. But but yeah, you know, I'm not going to get that far into that. I try to get just more thinking about that. Just some rougher week for that. But let's get into more of what I've been playing. And if I do, I'm trying to remember if I read anything. Nothing at the hand. Uh, but back to what I was playing. I, uh... To my remember my knowledge of what I played. I played a little bit more Mass Effect 2. 
and I am going to keep playing it. I know, as you can hear from other episodes of how I say this, no, I'm going to play it. I'm going to do a little shuffle. And I'm also, again, on another episode of the Cousin Cecil Show, Cousin Cecil Show, saying I am going to put down Fortnite for this next coming month and, like, the idea of, like, these games are coming and all that stuff. Because nothing like that, you know, hey, Fortnite's fun. Fortnite's also funner with people. And it's just been a... Uh, this season in particular has been the lowest amount of time playing with others to give you like that, uh, that, <laughs> I ain't doing like that to Fortnite, but the idea of like a post not clarity of like, you know what, there could be a lot, playing a lot more games and like, you know, delving my time into other stuff. So, obviously, I did play some Fortnite. The foundation skin is out. I was able to do the tasks enough so that I can at least have the rocks face on the foundation's body. That was a goal. And then my current goal, so I can put it away in time, because uh, today of recording, of course, is another bigger game that came out. But obviously, I'll, we'll dive into that in a minute. But um, I want to at least get the last two pages of the Battle Pass's rewards. Sounds, you know, makes sense. You know, I paid for it. Might as well. Especially since it's Spider-Man. I'm like, man, I feel like a real dickhead to my kid who's been watching. And every time Spider-Man comes, either kills me or I kill Spider-Man, he goes, whoa, it's Spider-Man. So it'd be really dumb if I can't at least get the skin for myself so at least I can have it for any time I want to. He even saw the Green Goblin stuff and all that. But, uh, what is it, uh, back to Mass Effect 2. Because I did jump onto the Fortnite. Mass Effect 2, I am. Uh, I have recruited Garrus after learning that his name was Archangel in a weird, dumb, nerd way of how they were talking about his code name. And I, this other guy who seemed like a bounty hunter at the time. But the thing is, I might be in the outs. The Dr. Morden. I might be in the, again, like I was trying to say, uh, on the wrong side of this discussion, but I actually think, I think I like Mass Effect 1 a hairpin more than uh, 2 at the moment. I'm not going to say the story isn't better, but the little things that Mass Effect 2 did probably to help... uh, Maybe action more oriented, maybe a little more faster pace. Uh, feels like a uh, a little uh, back steps to what uh, the game could be. Also, like you know, for anybody who's listening, I'm also having my character auto level because I just didn't want to deal with you know I've been. The game is very, uh, the weapons are how, how I word it is they're, they're fine. So I feel like I'm not really scurrying through the, the, the features, the feats of my shepherd. And I just kind of play while the, till the things pop open. So, Hey, now instead of pull, you can throw, Hey, uh, who's that at? Not Ashley. 
Miranda, I think it's Miranda, the Australian sounding lady, uh, she can now warp as well as sing all that bullshit. Oh, that's fine. I don't really look for it because what I'm trying to get to is uh, Mass Effect 2 does this weird thing. Like after you finish a story mission thing, it does this weird uh, loading screen style of here's the results of your thing. Here's how much XP you got. Here's this. But there's nothing to play with on there for me as an auto level character. So I'm just like, oh, and then you take me back to the ship. But I also can finish, I have more things to do on that said planet. So it's just more like, why are you making me reload the planet and all that stuff again? That part feels like a backstep. Now, is that fair for me to say that about the game while I'm still in the really early stages? I don't have my whole team. I'm just understanding, you know, just playing around. Yes or no, I understand, but, like, it's just, uh, it felt a little bit of a, I'm at a plateau of it, of how I felt compared to, like, one. I will continue. It's not that hard to continue, and I especially will do it, especially within the next couple weeks before uh, Horizon Forbidden West comes out. But uh, the other game I'm setting up, to remove from Fortnite, because i that's the thing. Fortnite, as you saw, well, as I saw on my PlayStation wrap-up, I put so many hours this week, this year, into Fortnite, that all that time, if I can figure out how to manage it better, which, of course, I'm talking on my ass right now, because I know damn well I'll be on it again, jumping out of the battle bus and all that shit. But even if I cut that time in half... I could probably at least push out even more uh, games on the side and all that stuff. Maybe even do like, uh, well, hopefully they fix the, the, I think also this season of Fortnite. That's how bad I'm addicted to it. I'm talking about what I was still talking about Mass Effect. Now this is the second time I did that. But uh, I feel this year, this season's leveling system is way more tougher to just kind of uh, grind through it compared to other seasons but I digress but Mass Effect I'm going to keep continuing it and then uh, the other yes the other one is I'm um, setting up is I'm getting I'm getting ready for the new Destiny uh, DLC the Witch Queen and I kind of re- I, I, I bought it I, so I'm pre-ordered I'm ready to go and I also picked up the Bungie's 30th anniversary pack. And um, it's, uh, again, hey, Destiny, and also with the news this week, it feels like a nice old glove, feels feels just right. And the Bungie pack also gave me a new uh, play game, a game that's in the game, tongue tied. What's that called? I have a new thing I can do in the game that deals and focuses around Xur. And also uh, buying the 30 pack, <laughs> the 30 pack, the 30th anniversary pack gives you uh, access to regain the Galhorn in the game. So, the you know, everyone's favorite rocket launcher is back. 
and um, I ain't gonna lie. Before even this week's news, I knew I was gonna buy Destiny Witch Queen, but it just been it looks good and it always looks good. So obviously, just more the idea of getting focused and maybe even like I need to find maybe even like I don't want no hardcore clan, but I want a uh, find a clan for Destiny Two that is um, interested in playing it, but not diehards. I want like hey. Next Tuesday, or, you know, hey, next Wednesday, uh, which I think Wednesdays are still the the brand new wipe day. So, hey, top of the week, uh, does anybody want to do a raid? It's going to be at X time, uh, sign in, be there, be square, blah, blah, blah. Hey, does anybody, because, like, I don't care about playing, I love to play, uh, Draws of Osiris, which are on the weekends, so that's different. But the idea of, hey, who wants to do some of the best gameplay in the past six years? Destiny raids with a proper team, or at least the idea that you're properly playing the raid, is some of the best gaming in the past, I'll even say decade. I'm just putting that there on paper. So I am prepared for the next one. And I'm also, I, uh, but yeah, I've been playing Destiny 2 a little bit. Uh, he said he'll change. And with uh, the new guy right getting the checks, maybe he will change a little bit. Who knows? But yeah, that's me of what I've been playing. Uh, didn't do that much reading. I did... Uh, what did I get? Sit up here. Oh, yeah, nothing. Nothing important. I've been just picking up. Uh, I got a variant cover of Peace of Suicide Squad issue one, but with Peacemaker on it, so it looks kind of cool. And uh, that that show is a little over the top. And I honestly, how how do I word it? It's probably because it's focused. It's not. It's not the answer to the DCEU for me, but it is enjoyable. So I'm at a standstill of like, I still do not like um, uh, James Gunn's goriness, but it kind of works, kind of doesn't. But yeah, that's another thing on me. But yeah, this week in news, uh, when we do the two, well... I gotta look it up before I say anything. So maybe I guess we'll get into the bigger news is uh, Sony bought Bungie. Uh, yeah, they apparently this week they uh, they are set to acquire Bungie for three point six billion with a B dollars. And some people were just more, I'm more saying in the, my, how I speak. Some people thought this was like a response to the Microsoft Activision uh, uh, accusations, acquiring, whatever the word is. Uh, Turns, no, they've been in talks with it since last summer. Because obviously you know how business works. It takes a little bit. But the plan is with Des- with with Bungie. Bungie is now going to be a 
uh, Sony first party. They are going to also stay multi-platform. And they said at the moment, so I'm just sticking to what they said. There will be no changes to Destiny. There will be no, like, best version on X system version of Destiny again. Uh, And then they just are planning on... What they say is their focus of Bungie is they are really interested in Bungie's system of using for games as a service formula for the idea of for more PlayStation games. They have uh, Jim Ryan came out and also said they are interested into like almost 10 more games as a service uh, games in the works in their head. Uh, they, he also said, uh, this ain't the last acquisition for PlayStation this year. So we got more time on our hands to see what else is being possibly consolidated into PlayStation. But, uh, my personal opinion, and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. Uh, this feels better than buying a whole publisher. Uh, it's interesting that we are now in... Now, if you told me... Let's say you told me on the edge of PS4 and PS5 was in the in the in on the horizon. Uh, hey, Sony is going to buy Bungie. And Bungie is going to be the first studio of theirs... That stays multi-platform. I would say bullshit. So I think it's very interesting for this generation. That multi-platform games are an option. I know that the MLB The Show is different. Because that involves uh, franchise trademarks and all that shit. With the actual uh, MLB. And I know that, hey, this year's MLB that's going to be coming out is also coming to Game Pass day and date. Again, uh, touching base with that before we go more into Bungie. That is also another kick in the nuts to uh, older uh, PlayStation uh, fans. That has not been one, but two of this brand new, or not brand new, brand new game generation to see a staple of Sony be on Xbox for free. But at the same time, I'm just saying it, besides headlines, after that first maybe, it felt like almost that day of that news of uh well whenever that launch of last year's the show i don't even remember seeing anybody on the xbox side even show a screenshot of them playing on the playing the show on game pass they just like knowing it was under their belt so i digress on that but with the bungee news uh yeah 3.6 billion 
Uh, people, there are articles trying to say they overpaid. It kind of goes in that same discussion as uh, Xbox. They probably paid a little overpriced, which Microsoft did for Activision as well. Uh, just as you keep. And then I think the little bit of extra money is what I've been heard, hearing is they're trying their best to make sure uh, leaders of Bungie stay while they're, uh, you know, just stay in, stay in house. Don't try to spray off after the buying to Sony. I am interested in seeing if Bungie on the third, uh, well, technically fourth, but the fourth or third, however you want to look at it, uh, mother studio or mother company owning you, you know, they're going to be sit there and be nice compared to the previous ones. Bungie's old future, old past, future, old history shows. They've tried to sit, stay in bed with Apple. They cried. They got out of it. Microsoft. Obviously, that's the that's the real number start where I'm trying to get to. But Microsoft obviously owned Bungie prior. Bungie cried about doing Halo till Kingdom Come, which, hey, matters on how you look at it. But, hey, it sounds like to me in my head, they've been running Destiny longer than Halo now in years. I could be wrong on that, but it feels to me... It feels to me that Halo 1 through 3 and even to Reach was X amount of years, and I feel Destiny and Destiny 2 are either right, they're either tied right now, or they're right, they're already past how much time they've been in control of Halo. So that idea of, like, they were complaining prior. And then Bungie got in bed with Activision, and then that started kind of like the whole exclusive uh, maps, blah, blah, blah. But hey, that's how business works. And they cried because they didn't want to be uh, under the, the wings of Activision. And they got out of it. And they were able to keep the franchise as well, which is very rare. But Bungie cried to get to where they are now. Now we're in, like I said, either you want to look at it as the third with a fourth parent company coming to swoop Bungie off their feet. And now they're saying they were going to play nice. I think it's easy. I think because I do respect Bungie in the sense of their, they stuck to their ground. I bet money if they, if PlayStation really was pushing, they're like, Hey, can you just do it for us? Obviously probably to make the 3.6 billion. You probably need to be multi-platform to get the fastest revenue back to cover it. Uh, there's also been in the winds that De Bungie has another game kind of in the pipeline, almost not almost ready, but on its way to be probably getting to the alpha beta segments of thing. I believe it's another service game. Like Destiny, but obviously probably, way di probably different, I hope. And then what What really actually uh, intrigues me is Bungie apparently has like 700 employees. 
Okay, this is the biggest uh, studio Sony has ever owned in, I think, uh, worker count. And they basically, no matter how you look at it, they have probably, they just acquired the best studio to ever make a console shooter settings. If you understand, like, without Halo on the Xbox, console shooters would not be the same without it. So the idea I'm trying to get to is Bungie's so big, and, like, you could have, and then, like, you know, studios can sub-break off and stuff. Like, having that knowledge of shooters could help benefit PlayStation's first party, i.e. Killzone, in my opinion, because SOCOM's on a different thing. That's a third person. But, um, what is it? Uh, I just think, uh, having them be there to help benefit, hey, uh, PlayStation wants to do another first person shooter again. Uh, and then I also looked up real quick. Jim Ryan also re- replied like a uh, a give and take what I'm trying to say. Um, acquiring Bungie is going to help accelerate PlayStation's aggressive roadmap of those said service games. I said they're, they're really trying to think about doing down the road. Because obviously, A, there's more uh, workers there. Blah, blah, blah. And then another thing that is rumored. Not rumored. He said, if we get uh, Bungie, we could probably get him into TV and films faster. And also, they said, we've also had great relationships with Bungie. And obviously, as you see with the uh, the exclusive maps, I think, I think they even had the exclusive alphas and betas of Destiny. It kind of shows forth since they separated from Microsoft. Uh, my personal opinion, like I said, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to how PlayStation handles, uh, this whole multi-platform thing or the idea of like, how would I word it? With, with Xbox, we understand what their motives are besides them want to just own everything to be like a conglomerate and just how, how that like Amazon mentality. They want services, they want uh, things to help push the pipe of content. Not saying it's going to be good content or even bad content, but the idea of having games coming down the pipe on a regular basis because Activision, that's what they do. They do, they just know how to do it too. Uh, I am interested in PlayStation's motive of like, does is Bungie really the, here's the piece we need so we can push out 10 service games way faster and whatnot. So, hey, that's the that was like the big, big news of this week. And then the other two, there's more we're going to talk about, but the other two was there was also a little state of play for uh, Gran Turismo 7, and then the next day was Ghostwire Tokyo. But uh, I think it... I think they also, uh, PlayStation themselves, 
I think they kind of shit the bed by not doing these proper state of plays. They just kind of say, hey, we're going to be here and it's just going to be focused on this. So the Gran Turismo won't happen. Uh, honestly, it looks great. There's no, You would be a liar. Even you'd be a liar. That's the thing. That's let me backstep my thing. If I ever was a game reviewer, I don't think I could ever put anything past a three, maybe a four, because I've always believed now uh, people saying games look good. I wonder if games like the, the looks of games should not even be reviewed anymore. I think it should just be just strict stick to the con- gameplay and game mechanics because we're obviously in a a golden age of how games look. I'm just saying like that. So Gran Turismo looks great. No shit. We already knew it was going to look great. One cool thing is obviously I saw there's a ray tracing while it's in uh, playing, not just in uh, photo mode like in Forza. And one thing that no one talks about in a cool like well they're actually they you can do that but i was kind of surprised to hear they have even split screen set up split screen i've been hearing is a thing that involves oh you're taking away ram from x amount thing so one thing's going to hurt from the other thing but i think it's kind of interesting to see grand Trisman goes no we got split screen no problems so that's really cool uh them walking you through kind of like what would be the tutorial section of Gran Turismo 7 is very overwhelming. And it made me go like, oof, I wish I was a car guy. I wish I knew that I cared for this certain alternator compared to this certain muffler. And I wish I understood why <laughs> there is a uh, live marketplace of used cars for Gran Turismo that some days it might be on sale, some days they're not, but the idea of like you have a live living and breathing quote unquote marketplace for Gran Turismo. And it's cool. Uh, I do think it's interesting that they are, uh, how they also made like cinematic mode happen. If you want to rewatch your play things, you can now, uh, basically use a filter so that it uh, the camera will cut when the music changes and shifts like in the beat of the song of their soundtracks. Also today I heard, uh, I think it was just instrumental, but there's a Bring Me the Horizon song for Gran Turismo 7. I really like it. It's just instrumental, but I really dig that rock. Like It felt like an anime intro with no words, but obviously just for the, the car cars. It was looked real good. Um, I think there was already confirmed. It was going to come out in March, March 15th. Cause it was be, it was beware of the eyes of March. Yeah, it was, uh, it's March 15th is going to come out. Uh, it looked fine. Does, do I think it was maybe a little too much for 30 minutes? That's me. I'm not a car guy. And then the next day, that was a Wednesday, Thursday, there was a Ghostwire uh, presentation that showed uh, some new gameplay, uh, really heavy uh, 
studio uh, interview. Very Japanesey. In that sense of like he's talking and he's too modest to take a compliment. So he's like, well, thank you very much and all that shit. And then uh, the game is still like, okay, I guess you made a game that's first person that that is not VR, but it makes you feel like you are doing VR since it's just hands. Um, making gang signs and causing Doctor Strange magic to come out. Cool. Uh, we got a hairpin of the story involves some great thing happened with a, a squad of ghosts and you're basically, you should have died, but obviously you're trying to find out why you didn't die slash why you have all these powers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, did they even, I think they said a name because now it's a pre-order like, yep, set up the pre-order. It's on this day. Uh, I'm probably going to say it's in March as well. It has to be. I'm just not sure hundred percent when it is. Uh, it did that state of play did not sell me in the game. It's I'm interested in it, but also I am not a full blown, uh, tango studios guy. Uh, looking up the March 25th is going to be on uh, PS5 and PC. But, uh, but yeah, the only thing that I like, I like the, not the art, the art style, but also like, I like the, I like the weird skull ghost mask that they have for uh, maybe the antagonist. And there's a steel book. Of it and looks real good. It makes me like, man, I'm I've never been interested in a steel book, but I like to get that. And then uh that was basically it for the week of that. And then more just more saying some spotlights I saw that's interesting in the comic book realm is uh for DC, uh they are doing a little six issue miniseries called Jurassic League. And it is uh, written by, uh, well, the team, he, uh, what is it? He did uh, Wonder Woman Dead Planet for uh, DC's uh, Black Label. And people, I like his art style. He seems to me like, uh, it seems to me like the art style feels kind of close. Not, well, now looking at the picture right here. It's not as much as I was saying it earlier, but it reminded me of uh, that TV show Primal, Samurai Jack's uh, artist does it, but it's not it's not so gritty, but the guy who's writing is Daniel Warren Johnson. He is doing, uh, he did also a very hit, uh, a hit series for Marvel the Beta Ray Bill's last little thing. But it does look uh, very interesting because obviously it involves all the heroes or dinosaurs in a humanoid dinosaur style like uh, Batman's a like a T-Rex style. They even have the Jokers in the story and the Joker's going to be a Dilophosaurus. Uh, I saw Batman or not Batman. Superman is like a uh, uh, 
a brontosaurus head humanoid thing. Very, like, obviously the greater good kind of dinosaur. And I think Wonder Woman's a Triceratops. I don't keep on sounding like that, but it looked interesting. I believe it's coming out in June. And then for Marvel, uh, two of them that have kind of caught my eye was uh, they are doing uh, a Savage Avengers again. And the team kind of like uh, caught my eye. The team is set up as Cloak and Dagger. Uh, I think it looks like Conan. Uh, Anti Venom. Uh, Weapon H, which is a Hulk Wolverine hybrid monster. If you're not that current with them, uh, Black Knight and uh, Electra as the Daredevil's Woman Without Fear. And then another one that kind of caught my eye was, which I'm, I'm lost, not lost like that, but I can't find the, the post I saw, but there is a new, new Avenger, or new Fantastic Four, not new Avengers, new Fantastic Four set up, and it looks like an interesting team, I believe, to my knowledge, like I said, I can't remember, the, I can't find the goddamn post, uh, Spider-Man, and there's like two things in the team. It looks very interesting. They're kind of starting off some fresh stuff coming up uh, in the springtime. And one more that I actually do have the picture for, which I don't understand why they're doing it, but they already kind of announced their summer event for uh, Marvel's comics, which will be called Judgment Day. And very corny. They have it say AXE, so it looks like you're talking about Axe Body Spray, but it's an Avengers X-Men Eternals event called, like I said, Judgment Day with the team Kyrian Jillian, uh, Valario Schitz, and Mart Marte Garcia. And my first thought when I first saw them, like, because they didn't show the Avengers, I believe. I think they just showed it, Eternals X-Men. I'm like, X-Men can't catch a break. They, they died, came back set up this House of X, and they kind of are now in their own little world, yet they're still getting fucked around with by now Avengers and Eternals. It looks like the Avengers in the picture of the promo is in the middle of it, trying to like probably keep the peace. But uh, it's, like I said, going to come out of s- summer. Just sounds interesting, because of obviously, uh, uh, what is it? It's cool to see them having a new X-Men series, not series, event happen again and avengers x-men and eternal sounds to me like the closest thing we're going to get to what the marvel cinematic universe is going to be setting up down the road since obviously they do own x-men do i say they're going to do judgment day on on screen no but it's just interesting and another thing i saw that they're doing secret invasion 2 but i bet you a thousand bucks there will be no spider-man character as the hero or the the person who ends the the problem like secret invasion one because of this with sony owning spider-man but uh yeah uh i think that'll be i think that'll do it for me uh this week for uh hot picks uh, hot pick for movie. I didn't get to watch it yet, but I am. I am. It's in my heart to go out to the theaters and watch it. But Jackass Forever is out. 
If you know me in my past, in my background in high school, Jackass was my favorite show. I also, if you go, if you scurry through the YouTube, there is two trailers for, and it might, it might be easier to find the username CMS22. Might be easier to find, but there's two trailers of that. I had a Jackass movie that was supposed to come out in 2006, but we just never got an end to the, like, finishing it. There are footage and there's certain scenes on someone's old Windows, either 98 computer of, uh, I don't even think it was XP. Yeah, I think it was Windows 98 setup of editing uh, a Jackass video. Uh, for music, uh, I got to look at it real quick. It's uh, Scared Money by YG featuring J. Cole. I got J. Cole doing the back-to-back features I got on the hot picks. And Money Bag Yo. Uh, again, uh, Scared Money. And then for comics. All right, I got my list up. Anything from Aftershock? Aftershock has Land of the Living Gods, number one. Uh... Let's go down. Anything from Behemoth? Nothing. Number ones. Uh, anything from what is it? Boom. Do I see any number ones? Faithless three. Number one. Whatever that is. Uh, keep on checking. Keep on checking. Nope. And then. Let's keep going. Dark, anything from Dark Horse that are number ones? Uh, Norse Mythology 3, number one, whoever that is. Uh, where are you? Batman. Nope, 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 nope. Feel real slow on the. Strange Love Adventures. So they're doing a Valentine's Day uh, one-shot miniseries. Uh, you know, well, one-shot book coming out this week. If you want any some Valentine's Day uh, stories. Let's keep on going. Just double-checking. Anything IEW. Uh, nothing to really image. Profit number one. And then now we're going to get down to Marvel. Uh, uh, Maestro's. I have a problem with that Hulk's name. Uh, Maestro, World War M number one. It's a five little issue series. Uh. Secret X-Men, number one. Uh, oh, if you want, this is, this is not number one, but Darth Vader, number 20, is going to have a 50th anniversary cover for Lucasfilms. So I'm just saying as a collector's item, might be good to look into that. And then let's keep it going. Now we're going into Scout. Cult of Icarus, number one. I probably, I have it. I actually could read that right now. I just haven't had time to. Uh, anything from Source Point. Cover of Darkness, number one. Shelter Division, number one. Uh, anything from 
No, that would be it. All right. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll be it. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as we say every week, be good to each other. Uh, hug your pets. Don't know when they're ever going to go. And then I'll catch you next week. Peace.